is high noon. Thanks for tuning in to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. My partner in crime, the Sheriff of Truth, is on her way, as as she uh, is good at doing, getting to places. Uh, you know what? You, it's okay if she's late. She always has like really long eyelashes, and I'm impressed. I tried to stick some of those fake eyelashes on. Doesn't work. I've got um, weird northern European sort of Danish uh, they turn down my eyes turn down at the bottom so trying to put on fake eyelashes is a, is a nightmare because they always sort of flip up at the ends and they're all like inside the world of makeup I actually did want to talk about that with Latoya today I've been wearing just a modicum of makeup lately and it's unbelievable how differently people treat me kind of a experiment I'm doing. I did this years ago at the beginning of the year. Uh, My New Year's resolution was to sort of quote-unquote put myself together and see how people treated me differently because of the adage everyone loves cake but they like it better with frosting. Anyways, I usually don't give a fuck about my appearance. I don't shower much. I don't um, (laughs) under the guise of not wasting water. I'm really just very lazy. But, um, you know, I don't do all of those socio-stereotypical hygiene things, you know, that we've been led to believe are, I mean, just the whole shaving legs thing. I mean, I'm just lazy. And if boys don't have to do it, why do girls? Although I do, like, yes, do my legs look better when they're shaved? Absolutely. Is that because I've been taught that or do I really think that I don't know how much of a product of my society am I I would say almost entirely 100% my entire comedic idea of comedy is based off cranky anchors so you know poop jokes are really really funny to me (laughs) I like poop jokes anyway I'm waiting for LaToya Thanks for tuning into the AltaCast. All kinds of things to talk about. Oh, I wanted to get back to that. So, you know, makeup, blah, blah, blah. So I was, I was missing a tooth for many years. A couple years. Tragic skateboard accident. Uh, Which led me to comedy. So it wasn't that tragic, to be honest. That if I, all the time that I used to skateboard, I was like, what do I do with my time? And so then I started doing stand-up comedy. All right. Uh, and I skateboarded for a while until I broke my nose. Anyways. It, so when I didn't have teeth for a while, or just this one tooth in the front, it was it was difficult. And it, people treated me much differently. Because when you don't... Dentistry is a sign of wealth. And Americans that have great dentistry, there's it says something when you have all your teeth. It also says something when you don't have teeth. And that it says you're poor because you can't afford dentistry and it furthers the caste system that exists in a capitalist country that the haves and the have-nots and the have-nots are scum for whatever reason we hate poor people anyway but that's one of the main signs of you know how do you tell people are poor well more stitches less riches there there's the old brave new world thing like when things break, they're gross and disgusting. And when things are old, they're old, they're gross and disgusting. Keep that scary stuff away from us and 
I medicate and put the polish and the veneer on everything. Or we could actually live life. It's it's weird, you know, all these award shows have been happening lately and none of those, I mean, how much makeup, even the men are wearing makeup, right? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about makeup. I know, actually, I do know how I feel about makeup. It, it bothers me that there's an entire industry. The beauty industry exists. It's real billions of dollars people spend. And is it based on a lack of self-esteem? Like you'll never be good enough, so you have to get all these products so that you can look good enough so that someone will love you? Is that what it's about? Is it not about intrinsic value, but about your perceived value? And maybe that's why we don't like poor people, because we don't see them as having any value, because we only value monetary wealth. Like wealth is value, but maybe that's the conversation philosophically we need to be having is what is the worth of a person and when do they become worthless and why do we decide that's a thing like whoa not to beat a dead horse but 8,500 questionably housed and 50% of them are over 50 years old clearly we don't value old people (laughs) valuing old people valuing knowledge and experience Ageism is real. People are like, come on, Pam. You just want to sleep with 23-year-old boys. Well, there also is that, you know, if I was a guy, well, now see, that's this is a fun thing I'd like to talk about with LaToya. If I was a guy and the boys that I interact with, well, if they were, oh, now see, there's the question too. If I was a guy in my same situation and I was me, would I be gay? Or do we switch it around and just say, like, if I'm a guy and they're girls, so we keep it gender specific to my knowledge base, say that. So if we flipped it, the way that I interact with these young comedians that I hang out with would be considered uh, probably sexual harassment. Oh, yeah, here she is. Latoya, the sheriff of truth. I was telling them it worked. It worked into my little original diatribe, though, because I was talking about I've been I've been wearing a, just a tiny bit of makeup lately, and people treat me totally differently. And so I was telling the listening audience that you're usually putting on like eyelashes or something, which I can't even do because my eyes are shaped funny and they don't even they really? flutter at the end. It, I can't do it. I've tried. It's taken years of practice for me. It, yeah, so I finally got it this year. Yeah. Seriously, it's gr- they look they look amazing. They look 100% natural. You wear them all the time. I love them and I just I'm I can't put them on they just they never actually stick because the way my eyes downturn at the bottom oh no and so then they like it's hard to it just if you want to you can get them professionally done I actually uh, start to get them professionally done now so that way I I I don't have to worry about putting them on uh, every day right so the beauty industry is a billion dollar industry and then it becomes are we who are we looking good for and who's deciding that this is the way we're supposed to look and is it is it realistic at all? And you look at people on the TV and all the award shows and they're all, they, all of them have so much stuff on. Like Sometimes way too much. Sometimes way too much, but like we, we aren't allowed to age gracefully anymore. What does that even mean? The way we treat old people or like whenever, whenever the concept, the traditional concept of beauty, I'm really glad that the traditional concept of beauty is changing and that we've got like women like Gina Davis who is old now. 
Alicia, Ali, uh, Alicia Keys doesn't wear makeup anymore. God bless she, her. She's, she said she rather just uses her, her, wears her natural face. But I feel like she might... Women, I think, really do wear... If you don't wear makeup, you either wear like a tinted moisturizer or a powder or sometimes mascara. When I, when I think of makeup, makeup, I think of people going full face. So today, I have four products on. Uh, and it's just a little bit, but it makes a huge difference. I evened out my skin tone with a little bit of, you know, foundation, foundation just but a little tiny bit of liquid, even out my skin tone. Didn't even do the whole thing, just in the spaces where it's usually red that it shouldn't be red because, you know, I drink a lot, whatever. <laughs> and then I have a little bit of eyeliner, mascara, and then some lip pencil. That's it. Four products. That's, but it that's makes, minimum. It makes a huge difference people treat me differently so then I went into the whole thing about when I had I didn't have my tooth I lost a tooth from skateboarding which is pretty fucking cool right and then but not to America not to people they missing a tooth and then that the, that's a fear of mine but because it's it makes you look poor because dentistry is I think it dentistry just, is expensive and so a lot of people can't afford it and so if you are missing a tooth and you can't afford a dentist then you're poor and that way and so everybody gets to hate you so I, I think I, I don't think it just uh, it makes you look poor I, I think it's like uh, it makes you look crackish I don't know that's just me because I of, just because it may, because you can't get because you should be able to get it fixed so people assume oh there must be something wrong they're spending their money in some ridiculous way that they can't get that tooth fixed but then you don't, might not know it's like four thousand to ten thousand dollars to get a new tooth and so who's got that money and who I used to hem and haw about it, and I was like, I could go to Europe, I could do this, I could do that, but I saved up the money, and I got the tooth. And then I did go to Europe. See, I use my teeth like to open up things. Oh, God, don't do that's that. That's a horrible thing don't do to that. do. What are you doing? And I know, and that's it's one terrible. of my fears of like, I'm going to lose a tooth, and I'm going to look like, and it's going to be the front one. It's going to be where... Easily you, fixable. Don't do that. Don't yeah. ever open things with your teeth, children, people out there. Please don't do that. Don't open things with your teeth. Don't use your mouth. Respect, use your <laughs> mouth, but respect your teeth, yo. Yeah, your teeth, your, your teeth are very important. Your mouth is the gateway to a healthy life. Yes. This is why I need to go to the dentist. Gotta I haven't go been to, to the, the dentist. dentist. Gotta floss. I flossed this morning. I need to, I haven't flossed in about over a week and a half. I need to you do gotta that. floss. You gotta yeah. do it. You gotta I'm drink a bad. smoothie. You gotta floss. You gotta be healthy. Um, you gotta do some push-ups, maybe plank a little bit. <laughs> But Hang out. I, I like the fact that you were talking about makeup because working in the industry, like, I don't spend that much time putting on makeup before work anymore. I spend maybe a max five to ten. Like, I barely wear eyeliner anymore because I have the lashes. Yeah, the lashes. Um, do I don't do layers of eyeshadow. And I've noticed as I've gotten older, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do all that shit. I don't do all that shit. You know, I, I mean, I will go to Sephora or what have you and spend some it's money. It's so expensive. Yeah. And it's and that's another thing I think it comes down to, to if you're poor versus rich. Makeup's expensive. And so if you don't wear it, is it because you, you can't afford it or is it because you're a feminist? Well, like it's an well I mean, you could go, like, I would say it's cheaper. I noticed this. Buying, like, Maybelline and L'Oreal, you might as well go to Sephora and buy their brand. Right. Um, or if you're going to spend 20-something dollars on a foundation at the drugstore like Maybelline or L'Oreal, 
fuck you. I might as well spend 30 and get something a little bit more higher end. Sure. You know. That's, good. That's better for your face. And yeah. Your products. Blah, blah, blah. By the way, L'Oreal and, uh, owns Lancome, so it's kind oh. of the same thing. Um, but, like, I don't buy eyeshadows that much anymore because I have a lot from, like, years of working in the makeup industry. And, I mean, it's just... Like, I have no makeup on right now because I'm not... I'm going, I'm here right now, so that's okay. Let my face breathe for a moment. Let the face breathe. You know, uh, but at work, I mean, I do, I, I always have to put on makeup before work. It drastically changes the amount of tips I make. It does. It, it, I've been doing experiments with makeup versus no makeup, out, boobs out versus different. Okay, so... This T-shirt has a little bit of a scoop, well, a and you can kind of. I mean, the back is really cute too, because I, it's I, so I cut it up. Oh, look at the, the little the arms! Back, no, but the back is really cute because. Oh, you got like some. She got some drawstring yeah, in the back. I, I, hey, and I made easy it, access because it was a, it was a, it was kind of a lame shirt, and I just, I made it cooler. But so when I, when I show, when I show more skin or I show more tattoos, and I wear just a, a little bit of makeup, I make. More. I'm money. gonna say, forty-five. Not. Twice as much, but 45% more. So instead of, so, you know, I, I used to walk. We, it's comparative to, because we, we've been, we haven't been very busy. January blues. Yeah, but, but so percentage wise, we usually get like 10% tips from the whole till. But when I wear makeup and I show my titties and not show, I mean, come on, right? She's just a little but mysterious. Just, but we get 15 to 17% of whatever we, so people literally, it, and it, I just don't, it's like, what am I not good enough? Like as myself without, and it's four things. It's, and that's the other argument. Well, come on, Pam. It's only fucking four things. You can't put yourself together. You can't, you can't spend the five minutes to do the four things. And then the feminist in me is like, fuck that, man. Why do I got to spend five extra minutes? And you know, 20 extra dollars every month to make sure that you, so that you look at me and you want to give me money. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, I, makeup, I'm self-esteem. Gonna, Does it matter? Ah. I'm going to be a sellout feminist right here and say it does matter when it comes to like, if it's, if it's service industry, if you're like in corporate America, I notice like, you know, prettying yourself, prettying yourself up and putting a little extra layers helps but men don't have to do it so it sucks balls i kind of disagree now with men men have to groom themselves properly especially now that we have yeah exactly especially with with you know how you gotta shave your neck you gotta shave your neck yeah i mean there is something tacky and and gross about a dude that doesn't groom his beard or take care of their their hair you know that is something grooming is more of like the men's i like no then 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 it comes down to this i like dirty people (laughs) <laughs> I retired. I retired my dirty, dusty card. I like I like dirty skateboarders and bicycle riders and motorcycles. I didn't say dudes. I like them clean cut now. No, no, I don't no. Like but like, I don't give a fuck. You take your helmet off, your hair's all like, oh, mm, that's dirty. that's different. I, I mean that. I mean I still have I still have a little fondness of like you know the skateboarder type, um, but I also liked if you know, there's a difference between like him just finishing up what he was doing in contrast to going out to dinner 
and your bo- your beard's all jacked up and, yeah, shit, and you got food and shit in it. My, that is gross. Well, but my cr- I mean, that's thing. When is when have Jonathan and I? We never go on like date dates. But he can be. He's very pretty when he cleans up. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan doesn't like go around looking dusty though. Sometime. I mean, we're we're a terrible couple because neither of us care about grooming in any way. And we'll go, I'll go four days without a shower. And I work in a kitchen. And <laughs> he'll, he'll he can go six days without. And but the thing is, because I have no sense of smell, I don't. At this point, I'm like, I, it doesn't even matter for me at all. It's been actually really terrible because I get I got on the bus. And I didn't know that the person behind me was really, really kind of weird and wacky because I have no sense of smell right now. So I can't smell them. I don't know that th- something is wrong with them. So I <laughs> sit down on the Muni or whatever, and the person behind me is like a wackadoodle, you know? But I don't know until they, until I know because I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I mean, there's some days. Okay, here's the thing. If I don't have to work the next day... I may not take a shower, but I will give myself a horse bath. Oh, I wash my face. In my, my horse bath will, of course, the face, the pits, the tits, and the cooter ass. You know, because there's something about having a moist ass. Oh, is no, gross. I take care of that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I that's my thing. But like, I mean, if it's OK, for example, Sundays, I sometimes don't shower. Because sometimes I'm either saving water, good girl. I'm either going hiking. I don't have, or I might be out with some friends, but I'm not going to be out and about all day where I can have, I'll have people close to me smelling me. In contrast to me being a bartender, where I have to be close to people, and I, I'm nervous about like, do I have funk on me? I don't want sure. that, you know. So work days, I take showers or baths. Some Sundays, I will probably not. I'm, I'm but, dirty. But I'm that'll a, be a that'll be a day, yeah. I'm that'll gross. be a day. But so it's not. But it's also not healthy to take showers and baths every day because your skin. You you strip dry, away the yeah. oils and what have you, and um and you waste water. That too. Shouldn't wash your hair every day anyway. So no. before you came in, I was trying to figure out the, and I actually need your opinion on it. Okay, so. As the San Francisco's Mitzi Shore and hanging out with <laughs> oh, Mitzi. all of my, all of my, but I'm not sleeping with any, I that one of the other comics asked another comic at a different place. He's like, Hey, are you banging so-and-so? And I was like, no, I'm not. What Ew, that's a rude question. Questions? Or no, it was one of them. Okay. The one who, wanted, well, he, he was, it was a, okay, so I'll just use names. Sam said, hey, Pam, Patty, Pancakes wants to know if we're banging. And I was like, no. But so he, and Pancakes was like, no, I didn't ask that. And I was like, well, he probably did. But I was like, no, that's not, that's not happening. But if, but when I sat with, when I had my Pamwich at the punchline on Sunday, <laughs> oh like my. That. And I had, I was sitting in between Sam and Nate. Like, and it, there's not a lot of room and we were all squeezed up in there. And I was fucking happy as a clam. I was like, ah! I was like, I was so happy. I've never been happier. I was like, I have a crush on every boy and they're all here and they're so And cute. I'm not touching them. Well, we were all touching because we were sitting all so close together. You know, you know what I mean. No, I know. But, and I, I mean, it was a lot. Okay. So I did touch their legs a couple times. Um, not in like a, like a strokey weird way, but like a, I don't know. I don't know what kind of way, but I was enjoying it. And it was nice to sit between the pretty boys, and it made it made it made it a lot more fun for me. Okay, anyways, if I was a dude 
and they were girls and it was exactly the same situation like if I was a guy and all the people that hung out here were all girls it would be seen it could be seen one of two ways either that's totally fine because older men are allowed to hang out with younger women and that's not a problem for anybody no okay. one's ever had a problem with that or they'd be like you're a sexual predator and you have to stop but the boys I've asked them I've talked to them about it I've been like does this bother you? And Sam like put his hand on my leg. He's like, no, Pam, you can touch my leg. It doesn't matter. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, put it this so way. So they want it. They told me they want it. <laughs> <laughs> yes means no. I mean. Uh, okay, so if the scenario is if you were a dude your age now. Yes. Which would be a good looking dude. Thank you. Because. I'd be looks, a good looking dude. Because women tend to be nicer to better looking men and give those guys the benefit of the doubt minus if you were some unkept dusty motherfucker right you know if i was gross you, and creepy you yeah they right. would not want to be around you and then that's probably when they would call you a sexual predator right this is where the bias comes in Isn't that yeah weird? you know the fact that matters like if you because you'd be a good looking dude thank you but you're welcome and no harm, no foul. They would probably think you're easy because ladies talk, you know. Right. Well, but, and if it was, that's the thing, though. If the tables were turned and I was me, like, that's the thing. It's just, just, just for gender swap. Like, I'm still myself. I'm still, like, outspoken and run the radio station and say terrible things to people. And young girls and are goofier now, too. Everyone's goofier now. Like, but that's the thing. Okay, when if I was a 23-year-old girl... Dating a 45-year-old guy isn't a thing. I had lawyer or a bunch of my friends that were in advertising back when I used to hang out with these older douchebags. Um, they'd all like, one of them had left his wife and he was like, I'm 42, I'm incredibly good looking and I make tons of money. I'm going to be, I'm not having sex with anyone over 26 and I'm not going to date anyone for more than a month. And so we'd meet these women and be like, hey, we're going to have the best time for a month. Don't get attached. Hang out with me. I like that guy. We're going to go out to dinners. I'm going to treat you awesome. You're gorgeous. We're going to take baths in my three-person bathtub. We're going to have Our the threesomes. best. Yeah. We're going to have the best time for a month. And then a I'm going gonna, gonna to say, bye-bye. I'm going to drop you like a bad habit on but day 30. But tell them at the beginning, he was, and he was really good looking, super I wealthy. I can't be mad at that. I can't either. I can't. Th that I is can't honesty. Be mad at that. that is super honesty. I would honestly appreciate that. What is that guy's number? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, he's probably he's probably one, he's probably married now. No, I think he's still Cohen. One of the one of his other buddies I used to hang with. He got married and he's all happy and everything. But but this guy he's still tricking. I'm sure he is. I'm sure. But you know what? He probably got married very early yeah, on, he did. and so he did. now he's like you and know. And he what? didn't have any kids, so it was fine. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a catch. Absolutely. He knows well, it. Now he's like my. Now he's like 45, 46. He's like my age. Ooh, he, he absolutely knows it. He's so rich. He's like a super rich guy. He owns his own house in San Francisco. He works at a really big, awesome advertising thing. What he's, is his name? I can't. I can't say it on the radio. I, I, I wish. I wish I could see his. I picture. get in trouble. He's. He's actually really good looking too, and he's super generous and super awesome, but like and super honest. But that's the thing. He's allowed to do that. So if I and as well now, and it's different because I have a boyfriend, and I'm. But people would people look differently 
you know, when I was dating Jonathan in the beginning, he's only 11 years younger than me. And people were like, whoa. But if that was opposite, if I was a guy and he was a girl, no one would have ever thought twice about it. And the same thing even with this, with a larger age discrepancy, a 22-year discrepancy from men to women, no one seems to have a, a problem with. But when a woman does it, there's so many comments and it's, whoa. I don't... Maybe it's becoming more I think okay it, it's, or It's started to become more okay, you know, because the, those women that are older that want to date someone younger, like a 22-year-old, yeah. it's, it's raising a son. I mean, but, seriously. But that's just, the like, thing. It is. But then there's also something there. Like if it is, if you, I just never liked them. I'm being biased. I never liked them young or my age. I told you I have daddy issues. Right. So I've always liked them older because I can't get nothing. Even when I was 22, I wouldn't fuck around with a 22 year old. I, I mean, my, when I was 25, my boyfriend was 50. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see exactly. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing is that age discrepancy there. No one has a problem with, but when you, flip the table. Oh, I got the jokes. I got jokes from my friends, my besties. They're like, are you sleeping with daddy tonight? Or oh. like, uh, did he have a heart attack in the bedroom oh, when you guys were yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I got I got the jokes because he was my dad's age. Right. Weird. Well, uh, I'm, and was, I'm the age of, I'm people's mom's age. And it's, it's weird to feel so old and so young at the same time like because I, you don't look at your age no, no, and then you. you don't act i mean i don't act there's no way at all i don't mean what is 40 something supposed to act like nowadays anyway what's supposed, 50 something I, act, I mean it depends like i mean if you live in the suburbs and you're and, bored and especially with the freedom and the lack of responsibility because i don't have kids or a mortgage or you're a car payment down. or all the things like i'm just like and I'm, ha I'm having a great time. But no, and I must reiterate to the people, I'm not banging any of these young guys. I really do like, I've always had sort of like a soft spot in my heart for young damaged boys. I used to teach emotionally disturbed junior high boys and emotionally disturbed high school students who are now in their 30s. And I, I just, I, and I don't. And she manages an emotionally disturbed radio station. Yeah, I just, I love, <laughs> but I, I like, and that's a thing, but I hang out, who do I hang out with? It's a bunch of young guys that are all like fucked up because they're comedians. It's just like, they're just my people and yeah. they've always been my people. And I didn't, when I was it's 21, 20, 21 to 25 and teaching junior high boys, it was, I mean, I loved them. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like. I love junior high boys. I mean, I do, but I, it's not like I was sexually attracted to them. They're children, obviously. She likes how the, the way how young and free their mind was. and I like being able to mother somebody and to be able to help them through difficult times and like be a source of support that isn't familial, like family. And um, I don't know. And maybe that's like scary to people because they don't like... I, I really, I just really like young guys. I don't know. I'm sorry, but not like, and I'm not going to sleep with any of them. I just really like hanging out with them and talking with them. And, and like, yeah, sometimes like I get a, like, like I, the fire is burning downstairs. Like I'm like, they're so hot. Oh my God. <laughs> She's not banging any of them. I'm not banging any of them. I'm totally, I love my boyfriend. He's amazing. Absolutely. But I'm really enjoying like this. Because you guys have a lot thing. in common. And the fact of the matter, it's just like, you know, it's just a friendship of dudes where it's like, they're not uptight. 
Yeah, and you they know. talk about crushing. The only difficult thing is I have to listen to them talk about how much puss they crush. And they're, because they're just so cute. And of course, they're having sex with lots and lots of people. But also, too, it's a good thing that they're around a woman of your stature because when they talk about shit like that and they ask you questions, you can tell them some of the secrets sure. that some dudes will never know about how women are and this is what you do this is what you don't do and it's just like well you know you can give them pointers yeah except you know? i'm not a real lady i'm like a i'm like a dude but i mean talking about from your experience i'm yeah. sure they've yeah. asked you yeah absolutely. and you've been like eh, well this is not good or yeah that's a good you know well just how women are i understand how women are yeah, I mean, because you got a VJJ yeah, and you've played the field before and I been have a out crush there. on every boy. I don't have a crush on anybody. I have that. I have so many. I have a crush on myself. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, um, so anyways, that was my thing. If the tables were turned and, and it, if I was a dude, what how would how would things be like? different or would they be the same or would I get would I be in trouble for because I, I'm this was the well, thing you, you wouldn't be a rapey type of guy so I don't think you'd be yeah I think I, you'd be okay I don't yeah I'm definitely not rapey yeah because um yeah 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 <laughs> um but it is they are they are making my Sundays fun and it's what um Nick Scarpino of um kind of funny we were talking about I said oh you know people are kind of saying that I'm this like sort of sexual predator and everything <laughs> and he just laughed so hard he's like that's impossible because you're a good looking woman and I was yeah, like okay see. oh okay I get it there's a double standard and I'm willing to take it that he's like you can't because it's impossible to sexually harass men I'm like yeah I know you can't cat call men because they're all dogs I get it but <laughs> like you just you can't it's fine you're allowed to do it I guess but and I don't want to be known as like this this, this weird rapey person but then you're I, he, not but he was like he said just double down on it and I have been that's why like I'm at the punchline in front of everybody and I'm sandwiched in between two beautiful young men and I'm just like a bouncy like a little girl and I'm just so happy every time I get to do that I'm like I save spaces for them and I make sure everybody knows that Sammy's sitting here and Nate is sitting here and I get to be in a sandwich and so like, a sandwich. and so it's really fun for me because I am mad at you be, because I get to ha I mean I'm glad that you got a whole new group of dicks like you know better looking ones because I've seen some of the ones that have been through this studio mm -hmm. and this through the station before and they looked dusty like wow. their dicks hadn't been washed these guys are wonderful sweet helpful young gentlemen they give me rides places they they're gentlemen they're on that's the another bus thing. yes you they said, walk me around you said it they're good men they're good guys they're gentlemen they're gentlemen and that is something that you don't really find too much not even i'm not even gonna just say young gentlemen young guys yeah. you have older ones and senior citizen ones that are fucking assholes that aren't gentlemen that they lost both, that chivalry they both love and respect their mothers they were raised correct they were raised correct it's true actually That's both the, of them have, their families are still together they both have really great relationships with both their parents they're like good balanced kids that that comes that starts at home yeah but they also come from money so that's not too bad that, i mean something i it's mean fine. there's there's, there's a lot of ass, money. there's a lot of assholes who came from money who yeah. aren't gentlemen yeah and most of them they're are rapists good, they're to good me. guys <laughs> but i mean that makes you you said it the word gentleman and you can't always say that to a man 
I'm, I'm a I mean, terrible person because one of my friends came in from Walnut Creek and she was like, hey, I'm looking for a little something tonight. Let's go to Bender's and see if I can find it. And I said, oh, let me call strange. my, I was like, let me call my boys. So I, I actually texted both my boys oh, and I was, awesome. like, I was like, my really hot, my really hot friend is looking for something, blah, blah, blah. And then I was, I was wasted on Saturday though. So I, I was so embarrassed on Sunday and I was like, I'm so, I texted both of them. I'm like, I am so sorry. That was so inappropriate. I tried to pimp you out. And they were like, no, I'm incredibly flattered that you thought of me to have sex with your friend. Like, it was like, I was like, I can think of no better person, no better people. Either one of you would be great. And then I'd get to hear stories vicariously. And it'd yeah, be exactly. fantastic for me. But I thought, at first I was like, I agonized when I woke up. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, how am I going to apologize for this? I am, I am the worst person. Now we're going to have to call you a Madam Benjamin. Right. Well, they, were, they weren't going to get any money. They were just going to get some from my hot friend. And um, I just... And both of them were like, yeah, Pam, that's fine. We don't care. So I'm like, and then he even said, Sam was like, whatever, what I said, he goes, you can't cross a line with me. He's like, it's impossible. Plus, you know, the fact (laughs) of the matter, because since you're a good looking broad, they know that you, you're not going to set them up with some, you know, dusty bitch. No, no, no. Because women can be dusty too. She was, she's up, she's a hot, she's a hot lady. Yeah. Yeah. And she lives in Walnut Creek. Mm -hmm. So you know what that means? Well, they all, it's. Yeah, they got some. Yeah, it's, it's, Dogs. everything is looking up. I'm just excited that I have like, like, um, I don't know. I feel that I used to hate going to the punchline because it's all, it's all these little clicks and certain people sit together and everything. And, and now I'm in a click. I have a group. I have my boys. And she so says her boys. I have my boys and I love them. And they're, and they're, I just, you know, you what's... get to stare at comics. You're supposed to, they're on stage. You're allowed to stare at them. You know what's not also weird about the fact that, and here's something that you know, you being, uh, you and Jonathan being as together as long as you have, there's that sense of trust. Oh yeah, where he is not jealous. That is no, something he's not jealous at all. that is very important in a relationship. Because I mean, I know my dude. He's not jealous at all. I can't. Do, I can't. I can't be with a jealous person. I can't be around jealous people, because I. I, I just. They're don't not ask me. Don't ask me to second guess all of my choices when I'm coming from a place of, like, do would okay. If I was not, if I wasn't in a seven-year relationship with Jonathan, my wonderful boyfriend who I love forever and he's amazing, would I sleep with? <laughs> I would have a threesome with these two boys if they'd let me. Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? <laughs> it would be like that's it a would different be like circumstance. A dream. It yeah. would be a dream come true. But it's a different circumstance. Completely different circumstance because. I totally. Why would I want to fuck that up with this person that I've been with for seven years over some no over and I? But that's the thing is I know it wouldn't mean it would be. I'm sure it would be a crazy thing for that to happen, but I can also. It's actually probably better in my head as a fantasy to be honest with you, because like in reality with like all of the juices and people and stuff and DNA, weird and like these people (laughs) I'm friends with. I was just thinking about the drama after right the drama, but not drama, but even if it was just like yeah let's all have sex and it'll be great it's still gonna be weird and awkward and so i'd rather keep it as a fantasy like hell yeah 
then you got to look remember. up these boys on Instagram too. They're very, very cute. But it wouldn't. But that's the thing. Is like it's better as a fantasy than it is in real life. And maybe that's why I can sort of understand maybe for the first time the concept of porn is that it's a fantasy. It has nothing to do with reality, and it's a separate thing. But because it's you and yourself are getting off to the porn, so it's you and your man. It's it's its own thing. It's not like it's not like actually having sex with people actually is like can be weird especially the first time I don't even remember the first time I had sex with Jonathan (laughs) it was I mean we were but back then we were just like going at it all the time I don't remember the first time but it's unless you're really drunk it can be so awkward and then if you are super drunk you wake up and you're like oh I don't even remember what I did and then when you have sex when you're sober you're like was I as good as the time before with the crazy sex with the drunkenness (laughs) and then I I, I I mean I <laughs> I don't know. I've had a lot of drunken sex, so I've that's had a that's lot the, of that's sex. that's some things I don't remember, but whatever. But I just like the fact that, you know, you being around these young young vibrant cats. Yeah. You know, your dude's not jealous. Uh one of the people that's watching us right now, he he, he said the do you remember my jealous wife? And I'm like, oh yeah, she would come, he would work in the bar with me. And he perfectly, he was, he you got to flirt he, when you work in a he, bar. He didn't, it's he didn't do anything. He is. didn't do anything. Flirt and she was tips. always coming in thinking that he was doing something. And that's why I was just like, jealousy is so toxic. Even if yeah. it's not with a, a significant other, if, even if it's with a best friend or a colleague, it's just so toxic. Well, the other way to deal with it, though, is if Jonathan came to me and said, hey, you've been spending a lot of time with these guys. I'd like to spend more time. I'd be like, come with me. Come sit with, come to the comedy. Sit yeah. in between. Or... I mean, I'm not going to take time off of the comedy because I finally, I'm going back to the punchline and it's important that I do that, you know, but it's your job. It's like my job, I guess. Yeah. Cause I want to move up and I want to, and that's the only way to move up in San Francisco comedy is to do the punchline thing. And I tried to negate it for years. I tried to do my own thing and it's just the way, you know, in my age, I'm starting to realize that all of my youthful integrity is kind of for shit. It's like, I don't want to do things the way you do them because I want to do them the way I want to do them. Well, the system's been working for a long time before Pam Benjamin and it works without her or with her. So like, I might as well fucking do it. So that's what I've been doing. But if, if there was a problem, I would hope that Jonathan would come to me and say, hey, I'm starting to feel jealous. And I'd say, well, let's work on this. Let, what can I do to go. help you not feel jealous because nothing is happening with them? Like That's the way you nothing. fix it immediately right. before it gets, you know, and that's... And that's it's like honesty and stuff. And that's, well, that's the whole thing too is like my, I've been in relationships with, I mean, I was married forever and I never cheated on my husband, but he thought I did. And all this kind of like... You just have to be honest with it and talk about it because even if let's say I did like I decided like I want to have sex with a 23 year old (laughs) I would have to go to Jonathan and be like hey I'm having these feelings and then I mean I hope his answer would be like well no I think he'd be like can I dress up like a 23 year old or (laughs) be like yeah sure that that works for me but we but that's the thing once you acknowledge it then the need starts to lessen like I, I mean it's true. because I I don't I I'll do anything to I love my relationship with Jonathan I love him I love living with him it's all great it all of it it's 
he's wonderful. And he drives her around too. And he drives me around. Like all that he does all the things. He's when I'm sick, he's he's protects me they and it's travel sweet the and world together. So we travel the world together. He's great. He's hundred percent great. He's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So I'd never do anything to jeopardize that. But if I ever wanted to and the need became so strong, I'd bring it up with him and be like, Hey, I'm having these feelings, like I'm having what do itch. we want to do about this? I wouldn't say feelings. Well, I mean, they're all feelings. I mean, like it's, I have. I'm having this funny feeling in my pants. I'm having this funny feeling in my pants. It's getting really moist down there. Yeah, but then that's the thing too is that, like, he and I can do, like, there's just. I'm learning, I guess, as an adult that you just have all these sort of different relationships, and you choose. I don't know which ones work and how they work and just the context that they work in. And and not every relationship has to have an an element of sex in it. And even if, like, in high school I wasn't having sex with anybody, but you can flirt with all kinds of guys. And I I feel like it's kind of that same thing. It's flirting. Like, everyone knows that it isn't going to end in anything. Youthful. It's making you feel youthful. Yes, they make me feel very young. You said high school, and I thought, I just immediately thought you... Oh, I'm hanging out with the cool kids. They're the coolest kids. They were the, I mean, I never got to hang out with the cool, good looking kids in high school. I not, I just did. I mean, my friends were actually all pretty cool and good looking, I guess, but they weren't like, you know, the cool, good looking kids. Yeah. But who are those cool looking kids now? I I think they have three kids and live in Walnut Creek. <laughs> no, I, don't know, I don't know how many. I don't hopefully know. overweight. I, but that's the thing is like, I don't know. I, I, ha- I lived that bourgeois life and I gave it up and, and I'm glad I don't have it, but sometimes I'm like. Getting old is hard and feeling accomplished and I don't know. If I had a time machine, man, I don't know if I'd go back. I just want to, if I had a time machine, that's the problem. The time machine wouldn't work because I'd still be my age moving through time. Fuck that. I want to like go, I want to be 20 again. Uh, You know, like if I, if I could. You want to go back to 1994. If I could go back. Yeah, it's a 199. Actually, this would be the thing I'd change, honestly. In 19. And later than that, because it was college. So I graduated in 1996. That's when I entered high school. In 1996, when I graduated from UC San Diego, I had an opportunity to work at the La Jolla Playhouse. Oh, cool. And I turned it down to go to get my teaching credential in Davis and live with my then boy, my ex, now ex husband. I chose to go get a teaching credential and live up there with him and take, take that life. He was going to be veterinarian. I knew that we were going to be together. The responsible we were married, route. Took the responsible route. Because I think I wanted to save, I wanted that, the, that relationship at the time was really, really important to me. And in hindsight, I should have stayed on at UC San Diego for a fifth year because they just made dance a major and I had it as a minor so all I'd have to do is take a couple more classes and I could have had a double major in dance and theater but I didn't I was like no I'm going to go up and get my teaching credential and go to Davis and I would have been working at the Loya Playhouse living at the same house I was in in San Diego and I don't know that that would have that's the moment in my life where I made a choice and that choice took me on a 13 year adventure that ended in divorce as opposed to what would have happened if when I was 21 years old, I would have stayed in San Diego, worked at the Loy Playhouse, taken an extra year for college, taken that fifth year, danced my little heart out because I used to love that and doing the theater literally 
And then what? Would I have gone to graduate school right away in theater? Would I have done more theater in San Diego? Would, would I have profession moved? be in theater? Would I be a stage manager now? Yeah, like would it be that there there was that choice? And and did I love teaching for those years? Yes. And did I, you know, did I love my relationship with my husband? Yeah, and our dogs and the time and day. I mean, I guess everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and I think also, too, the lessons that you learned along the way with, you know, being married in your 20s and then being divorced by your 30s and playing the responsible role and then going through different, your different uh, careers and stuff, it brought in you to the person that you are now. Sure. But what if I didn't have to do any of that bullshit and I would have been down <laughs> in San Diego and I just would have started doing comedy when I was 22. I could have been right? somebody. I know. Well, that was the whole reason I didn't have, I should have had ah. kids. As I, I didn't have kids because I didn't want to have them, I didn't want to make them feel terrible about themselves that mommy could have been something if it wasn't for you. Mommy still ain't shit and she don't got no kids either. When I'm talking to baby, it's usually like a glass of beer. Baby, baby, baby. I, yeah, I've i actually been thinking about this recently myself. It's because I don't ever think about like, you know, the I do think about the what if, but I don't ever think about the fact of like if I could go back to being 24 or 25, because at that time I was working at Second City in Chicago and I was meeting all these people. I was actually in the improv nonstop and performing and writing and being around these people who some of them are still my friends and some of them are now professional comedians like some of the people that i've met and hung out with and performed with if i would have kept going and stopped having so much fun time yeah and worried about like okay so after the show we're gonna do some stuff right illegal stuff and you know partying and i, I think i got too much off track to the point where it started to get a little bit dangerous but what if I was a little bit more disciplined? Because at that time, I was actually talking about saving money to move to L.A. Because yeah. I was really serious about it. And I actually wrote down a plan. And some of my friends and relatives were like, maybe you should stay until you finish school. And so, you know, I end up going back to school um, after one of my breakups and then I was in Chicago for a while uh, until I met Marcus and then stayed for a couple of years. But my whole thing is like when I was taking my art form and my craft very seriously and I was like actually making connections with people. What if I could have been a little bit more disciplined about like going further with that would and moving to L.A. and having that those connections? Because some of the people that were on stage and I was hanging around with we're, we're like on TV shows like workaholics oh. and shit and you know you see them I see them in movies and stuff so it's just like fuck yeah that movie uh, Francis Ha that's on um, oh yeah Fran- Netflix right now like that, that girl movie. that girl Greta was in a chorus line with me she was 16 I was the dance captain and the stage manager that's no I was in, in chorus line I was Larry the dance captain and I really was the dance captain but I also was part of Larry the dance captain her name is Greta her name is Greta Gerwig and yeah, I like she her. um she was on stage with me at the Woodland Opera House when she was a kid. And now she's like in movies and famous and married to a famous guy and it was just like 
And my buddy Jill McLean, who was in all those plays with me, now she's the educational director at ACT here in the city. Wow. And it's like, but just looking at people that I knew from even then, that I, it's like, how come we were all in the same play together at that time and y'all are doing things that I'm just, well, I guess I'm doing things too. I have to not discount myself. No. Mutiny no. Radio is a real place. People are really invested in You're it. You're actually, it exists. you are probably it's the not. driving force for a lot of people now i mean you we, we have the uh, yeah, the festival yeah. you know you're giving people opportunities and there are people that I'm have left young men opportunities no women too obviously yeah. but <laughs> women don't women don't like me because i like men i guess that's I like the thing you. thank you well you're one of the only women friends it's I have. because you got to be a certain type of broad some broads are very picky and i don't like girly bitches i love guys i love guys i love talking with them i love hanging out with them i love that they're sturdy and because you kind of talk like Puppy a guy to, yeah i i love joking around with them yeah. i love taking things too far mm -hmm. i love drinking pushing the envelope i like all that stuff i like it when they get all silly and do stupid things i like it when they wrestle for no reason <laughs> like i i like all that stuff i like it all i i i love people but i just don't like prissy girls and i don't like douchebag boys i mean i don't like chads and beckys well all right in incel i know <laughs> incel latoya the sheriff of, the sheriff of incel i totally here. just named like the yeah. incels yeah. The, the that's what they call certain people in that community and chads and uh, <laughs> do we have any idea what's going on yes. in the world okay okay good. so i have no idea okay what's going so on. i'm sure we are going to dive into several things okay yeah. so we have to dive into r.i.p kobe bryant oh my gosh i cried I mean, what a just 41 and a helicopter thing with his daughter and, his daughter? and the other oh, people, God. too. It's a number, and a lot of people were doing jokes on Monday night. And no, I can't, there was, and it was, soon. I know, so I can't do that. soon, too soon. Too, I mean, come on, dude. There was one really good joke, though, and it was that, um, uh, Kobe, he read in the newspaper that Kobe passed and he's just never heard those two words in a sentence before. Oh, oh, okay. That's, fu see, that's see, a that's funny not, joke. See, that's not because Kobe never passed the ball. <laughs> he always just shot it himself. Yeah, that's, that's 60 actually points a in a game. Of course, he doesn't pass. That's, Kobe's not passing anywhere. That's no, actually honoring his I, skill. I agree. I like that joke. I thought it was a good one. There's this comedian that, um, if you want to look him up, he's a piece of shit. He's always like on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. His name's Ari Scheifer. Oh, I know who that person is. Yeah. Um, he, okay, what he said was not a joke. So basically what he said, he made this video saying uh, it took 20 years, uh, almost 20 years to kill a rapist. And now he's finally gone, Kobe Bryant. He starts to laugh. It's not funny. No, it's not. And first of all, the whole rape accusation, it was an accusation. And by the way, because here's the thing, we don't know what happened. And if I do remember, this is back in 03. Oh, and I hate I, yeah, the fact that they're bringing this up. Terrible that they're bringing it they, back up. They didn't even wait till the body was cold to start bringing this 2003 accusation. This is what they do to black men. Just just pay attention. Um, I so, remember this. I have jokes about this too. They, yeah. they... So the girl, she was she was 19 at the time. She was treated for schizophrenia. They did have consensual sets. She also was um, had this obsession with sleeping with celebrities. Mm. All right, he did have sex with her, but he, from what they both the, what they said, it was consensual. So, but she also had sex with 
three other people 48 hours prior to which i don't think that should be a factor but it is if you're claiming that someone raped you right and when you say that he raped you where did you meet was she in a bar no three they, in the morning at a well, hotel bar she came up to his hotel room because she worked in the hotel right so so she accosted him right and then how is he yeah that i remember that whole thing and it was like what you you think that you're in his hotel room because he enjoys your scintillating conversation no clearly you're there for sex and this is like where it's I fucking come, kobe bryant this is i mean this is where i i'm, I'm gonna drop my feminist card if i'm going to someone's room or backstage someplace i know what i'm getting into yeah of course yeah you know the fact of the matter is just like i if I'm kind of down, obviously. Yeah, ab- but absolutely. Ho- but hopefully it'll be in my terms when I'm ready. And the, the fact of the matter is just like, I'm not saying that, you know, when people get raped in those situations or they deserve it, not at all. But you also have to play devil's advocate and take responsibility of like, if I'm going to someone's room at two something in the right. morning. If you're going to someone's hotel room there, that idea after midnight. Is- after midnight, when normal people are asleep, so you're either still drinking or that they're or doing drugs or doing what, but you're going to someone's hotel room. You know, you can't play. I didn't know what we were gonna do. You have to put the have the fact that that idea is still circulating within the parties. No, it's a problem hand. when it's like Weinstein, who's like, "Let's have a meeting up in my that's totally different hotel room," and then you go up thinking there's a meeting, and he's in the bathtub, and he's like, Ugh. "Touch my penis," and you're like, Ugh. "No." And then he's like, I will Give not let you ever perform in Hollywood again yeah. if you don't touch my penis. So Ugh. that's bad and gross. But when it's like, when too consensual, too consensual if, it's, if you're going to someone's hotel room, what do you think is going to happen? Unless, unless they put it under the guise of, like, was Kobe Bryant saying, I'm looking for a new executive assistant. Would you like to come interview in right. my hotel room at one in the morning? I don't think he was making interviews. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> But I just, I just noticed too, every time, and I've just started to notice this pattern recently, like when uh, Michael Jackson died, those, the accusations came up again. When Whitney Houston died, oh, she, you know, she, you know, she was a drug addict. I just noticed the disrespect on black bodies whenever they pass. You know, people brought Muhammad Ali. People brought up the fact that he uh, draft the do- or uh, was a uh, draft dodger. Well, he had every reason to draft or dodge the draft because no black. There was a sign. Uh, no, uh, no Vietnamese ever called me nigger. You know, what was the point? So, I mean, they always bring up these negative things and they don't even wait till the body is cold. Yes. So, you know, that two thousand people need to that. First of all, both parties, She, I guess um, maybe she got paid off or what have you. The bitch went away. Mm. And the fa- they found out basically like, you know, her stories had too many holes in it. Yeah. Well. But, but here's the thing. I'm not even saying that nothing happened. We don't know. Right. We don't know. But I just don't like the fact that people are after this man died along with mm. his child yeah. and eight other people you're gonna bring out the the revelation of like oh he was a rapist were you there you yeah, know who was a rapist yeah. elvis was a rapist but i was don't hear he really how old was priscilla priscilla oh that's true she was super young wasn't she right she was like 15 they met when she was like 14, 14. in paris or something yeah i mean wow. i don't hear them wow. talk about that and yeah. even my homeboy yeah. who i love deeply i i worship this man's 
grave now, but David Bowie, he slept with some young underage girls too. But you didn't hear too many people bring that up after he died. I'm just saying. And this you is make an excellent point, and, and I've never thought about that. Every time an African American person dies, they this shitstorm starts. I'm up. just yeah. I'm just seeing like sure. things like I, I, instead and, of honoring them, it's like dishonoring them. Let's and like bringing, yeah yeah. Let's it's um, and even rake like, the swamp. Even like if a black man or a black person is murdered by the police, they'll find their police record from like five years ago or something. Sure. Well, this person does have priors, but does that mean that person deserved to die? You're not. You're you are. You're not honoring the victim. You are persecuting the victim. Right. Because our bodies to the, a lot of people are worth a damn. So that's why, I mean, the Kobe thing. The crazy thing is that Kobe wasn't allowed to be in helicopters for years. And when he finally retired, he said, I'm going to go skiing. Because he was never allowed to ski. He was insured for so much money because he was worth so much as a basketball player that he wasn't allowed to do anything. He wasn't allowed to do anything dangerous or fun. And he, then he died in a helicopter crash. They he well, he used not to take allowed in helicopters. No, he actually used to take helicopters to his games because oh, to, to avoid the traffic. Because LA traffic is a bit shit. If I had the money, I'd take it. Well, I'm. I'm afraid of helicopters. I am absolutely afraid. <laughs> never too, catch me in a helicopter. They're too, they're too small for me. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fact of the matter is just like, okay, so that was in 2003. That was 17 years ago. The man is a family man. You know, he's stuck by his wife. What he what he does to, like, hello, women, women's sports. He's a very a big advocate was a big advocate of women's sports and that's why he uh he opened the mamba academy and he was him and his daughter and her teammates were flying in to a game and they're all you know all female uh teenage sports Ugh, this is fox news oh okay we're gonna move on from kobe yeah sorry kobe lev parnas makes a scene at impeachment trial telling senators call me I don't even know who this guy is. Lev Parmas oh, arrives yeah. on Capitol Hill seeking entrance to Senate impeachment trial. Giuliani associate Lev Parnas received a ticket from Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, congressional correspondent Chad Pengram reports from Capitol Hill. This is from an hour ago. President Trump's impeachment trial continued today with a media spectacle as Lev Parnas, an indicted Rudy Giuliani associate, showed up at the Capitol volunteering himself as a trial witness to senators. Call me. Parnas said as he arrived on Capitol Hill. (laughs) Parnas said he came to Washington to make his case for witnesses in the impeachment trial and urged Republicans to vote in favor of allowing more evidence rather than ending the trial on Friday. Free on bail on federal crime charges in Manhattan. In recent weeks, Parnas has started a media tour that's created headaches for the White House and Trump allies. He released a trove of documents and texts to House impeachment investigators, including a handwritten note that mentions the president of Ukraine. Get Zelensky to announce that Biden case will be investigated. Parnas told MSNBC's Rachel Maddow that Trump knew exactly what was going on with his dealings with Giuliani in Ukraine to hurt Joe Biden. And just Saturday, Parnas' attorney, Joseph Bondi, provided reporters a video of an April 2018 meeting in which Trump told associates he wanted then-U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yanovich, fired. Get rid of her. Get her out tomorrow. I don't care. Get her out tomorrow. Get her out, okay? Do it. Get rid of her. Trump is heard saying on the video. Ooh, we can watch that video. Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney, said Parnas has told lies and that he's heartbroken by the betrayal. (laughs) Trump has said he doesn't know Parnas. 
heartbroken. <laughs> in the spotlight again on Wednesday, Parnas said he wants the full story to come out. I'm running on adrenaline, Parnas said. So far, God's been great. The truth's come out. I think the next stop is to call John Bolton. Call me. The rest will come out. A crowd of media and onlookers gathered around Parnas when he arrived at D.C. Union Station train this Wednesday and walked to the Capitol to pick up a ticket to impeachment provided by Senator Charles Schumer. But Parnas is expected to be locked out of the Senate chamber altogether because the GPS monitoring monitoring device on his ankle violates the no electronics rule in the Senate. (laughs) Could we write this any better? Like... Who is this guy? He comes out of nowhere. He's like, I've got the answers. And then they're like, you can't come in. And he's like, I know I can't anyways. I've got a thing on my foot. Parnas is... Gotta get in trouble. He's basically... He's the guy that you call. He's kind of like the cleanup man. Better call Saul. Yeah. He's like... um, So basically, um, he's kind of like the guy that would follow Yvankovic. Marie Yavankovich. Oh. Um, he's the one that would like fly the money to the Ukraine. Oh. Uh, he, he's that guy. Call call Les. Call Lev. Yeah, this is the truth needs to get out. And I think it's extremely important for our country to hear witnesses because of what's going on, he said. So, this is and real this is mafioso funny. shit. And this is on Fox News. So I'm confused. Oh, oh. So Fox News is now like... Um, some some of them like uh not what's his name chris wallace uh he's been interviewing some of the people in the trump administration and been and geraldo and they they're like uh why don't you interview some of the people i mean if he's not guilty interview them well i just don't even understand why we're we're the, this whole thing rides on this on the Ukraine calls. I feel like there are so many other ways that he could be there impeached. Is, there is. Thank There's you. There's a billion other ways that we could impeach him right let's, now. Let's get into and it. We're talking about this one little phone call thing. This is the okay. This is the Democrats again. This and, is on you because absolutely what? right because there's so much corruption. Like for the fact that he is profiting under the presidency. Yeah, he can't, you got can't that. do that. That's you, why we need his tax returns from from. Um, 2017 to 2018 that's from another, New York. We that's, need those because we can prove that he profited enough being the president. You also can't use government funds for your private businesses and putting Marlo Lago on the U.S. government website and specifically holding conferences. Man, you live in the White House. Have people go to the motherfucking White House. Don't send them to Marlo Lago and fucking play golf with them on your golf carts that they all have to pay money so you make money so you're making money mm-hmm. by being the president again it's the second way i mean there's definitely no- profiting off of the office which is supposed to be a service office it's you're supposed to be a servant to the people there's also the fact that he could possibly be impeached because um because of the fact of like he has a uh, jared kushner and his daughter up in there oh and also too here's another thing i forgot about this um so with the chinese he got his daughter's um uh company patent in china oh that's interesting so that's another thing that the fact of like uh he was he's using his presidential influence to help his family members you're not supposed to do that either there's a lot it's, of you can impeach the president for any uh, acts that are non-presidential for saying things non-presidential for he, acting in a he, non-presidential he's way. He's told on himself so many times. He on tweets Twitter. like a twelve-year-old girl. That is non-presidential behavior. We should just be like, get the fuck out of here. You don't know what you're doing. You're not even a politician. You haven't studied any law. Like you're, you were gifted money from your father to start a company. You're not a self-made man. 
it's uh, he, all, there's so many problems with him and I'm but he, but you know why the Democrats aren't going after that stuff the money stupid well because think about a lot of these Green Democrats Party. are corporate Democrats yeah so how do you think they get some of their campaign funds oh of course I mean the, the Democrats' hands are pretty dirty themselves, so that's why they're not getting into the tax returns really anymore, or the corruption, yeah. or the fact of, um, what what is it called when you have your family in, uh, there's a certain word, I'm blanking on it. Well, all the immigration law changes have been crazy and awful and rolling them Oh, that, back that could be another thing, too, the fact that he secretly had... Um, he said he's a racist? Can you impeach a president for being racist? I don't know. I, I think that I that, wish they could. I think that those are acts unbefitting of a president. Is not not uh, respecting on and both responding sides. to your <laughs> to your constituency. <laughs> there is on both sides. It's a terrible person. This one says Donald Trump again hits Fox News. Oh, so now he's even mad at Fox News and Chris Wallace this, oh, this time over impeachment coverage. The estrangement between President Donald Trump and Fox News just grows and grows. I thought they were buddies. I thought Fox News and President Trump were buddies. Some people on Fox News who are actually journalists, like Chris, Chris Wallace, you know, he asks he asks really good questions, and well, they don't we, like that. Trump added impeachment coverage to his list of grievances against his former favorite news network on Tuesday, <laughs> saying at one point in a pair of tweets that Fox is trying to be so politically correct by interviewing Democrats such as Senator Chris Van Hol- Holen of Maryland. So what the hell has happened to Fox News? Trump said, only I know. He blasted current anchor Chris Wallace, whom he has attacked before, and former anchor Shep Smith, who left Fox last year. Shep Smith couldn't take it anymore. And then cat calls by the president. Trump salvo, Fox isn't working for us anymore. (laughs) Under fire again, Trump acts attacks pathetic Fox News for airing loser Republican Eric Swalwell and other Democrats. Loser, he's calling he's calling <laughs> senators losers. Why don't we call him fat next? Can you be like that's the problem is Ocasio's so pretty and skinny he can't be like she's fat and stupid. No, she like, has, she's smart. She's a and person awesome. of color. Person of co- people of color have low IQs. Oh that's uh, the she's white stupid. people have loser. They're a loser. And women are losers. And, and women stupid. are fat. They're yeah. fat. They're ugly. And, and stupid. Juvenile. You know. Juvenile that's how you. Because the best thing. That's the best uh, way to. The president lumped Fox in with competitors on CNN and M- MSNBC, whose names he mangled in his tweet form, <laughs> tweet storm, and predicated their imminent demise while praising the virtues of Twitter. Oh God. Watch. This will be the beginning of the end for Fox, just like the other two, which are dying in the ratings. Trump said. Social He's- media is great. He's always talking about rating. This is, this, oh my God. Well, still praising individual Fox voices such as Sean Hannity, who will conduct a Super Bowl Sunday interview with the president. Trump has previously criticized the network over issues ranging in its political polling to its hiring of Democratic voices. So Trump's mad at. Even Gerardo Rivera is like not on Trump's good side right now. This is a good one. The gaping hole in Trump's impeachment. I love the Washington Post. I think that they always have a, they always uh, help out with some good stuff. Yeah, that's Jeff Bezos. Uh, President Trump's defense 
team led an extended opening argument Tuesday in which it laid out that Trump had legitimate reasons to ask Ukraine for specific investigations, but it spent almost no time vouching for actual investigations he wanted. To the extent that Trump's team tried to argue that the investigations were legitimate, it focused mostly on the idea that Hunter Biden's employment at a Ukrainian gas company was problematic. It spent considerably less time arguing for the theory that Trump actually raised with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on their July 5th phone call that Vice President Joe Biden sought to help his son by pushing out Ukraine's top prosecutor. Did on the other investigation Trump sought. In fact, Trump's legal team spent literally zero time talking about the one involving the cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike and server that was supposedly in Ukraine. Trump's team didn't utter the word CrowdStrike once in three days. In fact, nor did it even mention a server in Ukraine. Instead, it more broadly defended the idea that the Ukraine might have interfered in the 2016 election. But to be clear, the ideas that Ukraine interfered in the election and that Hunter Biden's work was problematic weren't what Trump asked the Ukraine to investigate. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it, Trump said, according to the rough transcript of his call with Zelensky and the White House that the White House released. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. Oh, this just sounds so... Rather than dwell upon that or even address it, though, Trump's legal team instead defended the idea that Ukraine could have simply interfered in some fashion in the election. There's absolutely nothing wrong with asking a foreign leader to help get to the bottom of all forms of foreign interference in an American presidential election, Deputy White House Counsel Mike Perpura said. I don't know. I don't think that we should. I think there is something wrong with people asking a foreign leader to interfere with the... It's treason. treason. Yeah. Trump's personal lawyer, Jay Sekulow, 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 accused Democrats of making a straw man argument that it was either Russia or the Ukraine. And they had implied that the Mueller report somehow debunked the idea that there might be, you know, interference from other countries, including Ukraine. Jane Raskin, another lawyer on the team, said Rudolf Giuliani, Trump's lawyer accused of directing a shadow foreign policy campaign in Ukraine, was gathering evidence regarding Ukrainian election interference to defend his client against the false allegations being investigated by Counselor Mueller. And none of these arguments addressed Trump's actual conspiracy theory about CrowdStrike, though. And even if Trump's interest was so broadly about interference, this is something that Trump's own FBI director has repudiated. James Comey's not a homie no more. Uh, we have we have no information that indicates the Ukraine interfered with the 2016 presidential election, Christopher A. Ray said, uh, encouraging people to be wary of those pushing this idea. As for the Bidens, Trump's legal team spent considerably more time talking about Hunter Biden's employment in Burisma than Joe Biden's efforts to remove Ukraine's then top prosecutor, Viktor Shokin. This despite... Trump in his call with Zelensky explicitly focusing on the elder Biden whom he twice accused of halting the prosecution of Burisma. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution and a lot of people want to find out about that so whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great, Trump told Zelensky according to the rough transcript. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution so if you could look into it it sounds horrible to me. Okay, so and this is like the transcript that isn't a transcript it's like it's it's a roughly translated transcript we went through this from before right oh the thing what he's talking about with biden too 
it, actually there are uh, Democrats and Republicans that wanted to. Uh, they didn't stop it. It was the fact of the matter that one of the diplomats or what have you was corrupt. Mm. So in two, uh, 2016, I believe, is when both Republicans and Democrats signed something to um, get uh, oust one of the corrupt people in the Ukraine. And that was during the Obama administration. But um, damn it, what do you call... First of all, they're a bunch of hypocrites, the, the administration. You have Jared Kushner and his daughter Ivanka, Ivan, Ivanka, excuse me, that that are in the White House right now. What is what is the word that I'm looking for when you hire nepotism? Nepotism. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, when you hire your yeah. family. Both parties, the Bidens and the 45s, are nep- are practicing nepotism. Sure. So th- they've got nothing to stick on that one. Trump praises party switching rep Van Drew slams impeachment during campaign rally in yeah, he sold State, New soul. Jersey. Trump impeachment saga resumes after holiday lull. Trump to celebrate major legislative achievement under a cloud of impeachment. Impeachment trial isn't the only legal problem Trump faces. Many questions loom about his finances. Interesting. That's, that's nothing new. Um, I'm just, it's, is it going to happen? Um, he's going to get impeached in the House, not in the Senate. Right. So nothing happens. I mean, so, I, I think the punishment should be the fact that he can't run for another term. Yeah, he shouldn't. We, if you're getting impeached in the House. Wow. I mean, you know what? That's actually a really good point. If he gets impeached in the House, there's no way he can run for. You can, has anyone ever run for president after they've been impeached? No, not that. I, I don't think you're allowed to. How would you be Clinton, allowed to? Clinton had two terms, so he couldn't. Um, and Nixon resigned. Right. And he was, he, that was on his second term anyway. Sure. And then who was a fuck, fuck, fuck face in the 1800s? Um, he didn't run again. Didn't he die right after think, or something? I don't remember. His name was Andrew something. I forgot his name. He was the first. So technically he would be the third. Uh, Let me look. 40. I got to look this up. Yeah. Because if that's like a, isn't being impeached it's a like crime? A, it, it's like a scarlet letter. On if he got if he was impeached in the house and he ran again the hubris of him the Republican Party can't let him do that oh they, they yes they can they will how could they do that they don't care when do we party stand first. up when do we stand how about this how about this is what's crazy like the rumor now is that fifty percent of the buildings in San Francisco are empty not only housing but also like uh, storefronts and large buildings downtown. Because just absolutely empty floors of buildings that would cost like $50,000 a month to rent. Just empty. All over the city. Empty buildings. What the fuck? Like, why aren't we... We're switching off. When are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, we really need to... uh, not we need to not be paying attention to the president we should just take matters into our own hands we should actually give all the homeless people guns because that means there's 8500 of them no, they will overtake them. the police don't give them they guns. will overtake they'll, they'll the end police up ki- shooting us that's no. that's true too but wouldn't they be a great I, army no, no i disagree um i i army of wackadoos i've been trying i've been what not completely watching the impeachment because i know it's just going to piss me off but but what I have been paying attention to is the fact of I've been listening uh the campaign trail. Um, Bernie is up in some polls. Like he's like surpassing Joe Biden. 
Fantastic. Um, and Warren is down because after what she did, that hurt her campaign a lot. No, Trump cannot run two more times if the Senate does not convict That's him. That's the Senate. And wait, how do you, what do you mean two I more asked, times? I said, can you run for president after being impeached? Can an impeached president run for re-election? So it would have to be the Senate. But, but does, so the House doesn't matter? Yeah, I, I guess. So then just, what's the fucking point? Because like, you remember Clinton got impeached in the House, but not in the Senate. Right. So that's why he was removed from office. Right. So, But removed from office and running again are two completely different questions. But even in the Senate, you would have to be removed. <gasps> While Senate won't likely impeach Trump, he could still run for re-election anyway. No matter what happens in this year's election, Donald Trump has already made history in one way. While Trump Being is the third asshole. president ever to be impeached by the House of Representatives, he will likely be the first impeached president in history to be nominated by a political party to run for re-election. That's so how is this possible? Possible. It's a cold. I'm so glad that we figured out this weird loophole and that it actually exists. And someone wrote an article about it. How, so how is this possible? In short, the ability of Trump or any president who gets impeached for that matter to seek re-election while impeached is entirely up to the Senate. According to Article 1, Section 3 in the United States Constitution, quote, judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor trust or profit in the United States. The Senate could not only vote for impeachment and subsequent removal from office with a two-third majority vote, but could also vote to ban Trump from ever running again for office. But if the Senate convicts Trump and removes him from office, which is unlikely in itself, since unlike the House, the Republican Party holds the majority in the Senate, they can theoretically allow Trump to run for office again, and he could go on with his re-election bid as if nothing happened, as long as he is nominated by the Republican candidate again. This was never a scenario for the Andrew previous Johnson. two presidents who were impeached by the House, Andrew Johnson and That's Bill Clinton. Johnson sought the Democratic Party nomination in 1868, but was bypassed in favor of Horatio Seymour. Clinton was impeached in 99 during his second term and wasn't allowed to run for president again due to term limits. Both Johnson and Clinton were acquitted by the Senate, although Johnson barely escaped a removal from office as the vote to impeach in the Senate fell short by one vote. I'm so glad we asked this question, and I can't believe how incredibly corrupt and ridiculous our fucking government is. This is the motherfucking socialist rant of the goddamn day. We know he's a criminal. We hate this guy. Half the country thinks he's a pile of dog shit, and you still let him run again because everything's about money? Because you capitalist pig dogs want to fuck us all because you're afraid to give us health care? You're afraid for people to have teeth? What? Are you afraid you're not going to be good enough if everyone can fucking afford makeup? You fucking greedy assholes how much money do you need and why don't you have to pay taxes and why do i have to pay taxes but you don't have to pay taxes oh because you're a better person because you're fucking rich fuck you poor people are fucking people but you we're people to, but some of those poor people voted for this fuck face yeah and, and i don't the, understand those are the crackers i don't understand how i can live in this country if this shit keeps happening because i <sighs> Sorry, that was really loud, everybody. I'm so, well, I, I so, had to socialist rant. I'm, I'm not even care about people. I'm not even mad about this anymore. What I'm because 
I've, I'm, I'm done. I'm done being mad about the whole impeachment thing. But what I am salty about is the fact that a matter we have a chance to take him out of office with the campaign, and what it seems like the again the DNC is still trying to find a way to sabotage a candidate from possibly beating Trump and. In 2016, most Bernie, not most, but there was a, a large segment of Bernie supporters who, for some fucking reason, instead of voting for Hillary, they voted for 45 just to just to say a fuck you, which they end up fucking us, right. by the way. So those people who are still Bernie supporters who now got to taste their own fucking medicine. Good job, by the way. Kudos. If Bernie could just win. He, he could possibly... I mean, he he's going to win some of those Trump supporters back, but also too, he's getting a lot of the minority vote. He's getting the young vote, um, and he's he's beating out Biden in certain polls. And Biden, and one of the reasons why people stayed at home in 2016 because Hillary was not a good candidate. Neither was 45, but. People were disappointed about how the D the DNC handled their primary roles with Bernie Sanders. Now that's changed. Bernie is up, but you still have the major mainstream outlets who are trying to sabotage him. So I just looked up on the internet. This this will give you the, you know, the litmus test for it on Google. I put in "Can Bernie win?" and the first thing that came up was from yesterday, and it says, "Oh my God, Sanders can win. Democrats grapple." with Bernie surge in Iowa. The second one that comes out is from the Atlantic and it says Bernie can't win. They do the Atlantic does not like Bernie. <laughs> Iowa vote Monday could be a wake up call for stock markets if leading candidate Bernie Sanders wins. Okay. <sighs> Bernie can win the nomination, should we be afraid? So that's interesting that even the even the news media is twisting it in so many different because directions. Because they're looking at their their Wall Street people who are Democrats. They're looking at their their donors who are Democrats. It ain't about it ain't about making change for them. It's about keeping things the same and filling their pockets. It's not about having a higher minimum wage or having health care. It's not about that. They're worried about, oh, are we going to be able to profit off this this year? Or, oh, no, we might get taxed if Bernie wins. Right. That's what they don't. That's what what they don't want. And these are Democrats, too. So not all Democrats are your friends. I don't call myself a Democrat. I'm a progressive. Yeah, I'm not a liberal either. They're fucking snowflakes. I'm a commie pinko liberal. I'm a Marxist man. I'm I'm old, I'm old school. I would have gotten in trouble. I would have been on that. They would be like McCarthy hunting here. They're like it's a red herring. I'm like hell yeah. I'm a hundred percent communist. I'm a total Marxist. I have I have no problem with saying that capitalism is awful and it serves to hurt people. The only way for when you win in capitalism, that's because someone else is losing. When you win. A bunch of people lost so that you can win capitalism. Well, capitalism is not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not. I mean, we we live in the, a very capitalist world. Yep. But the fact of the matter is you still should not deny people's rights for health. You yep. should still not deny people's rights rights 
to go to college. Yeah. It should not Education. be an elitist thing okay. for you. Education should not be elitistly. It should not no. be driven by the elite. And that's another thing that Everyone you have equal access to education. That's why you have like Kim Bernie, um, like one of the yeah, lines. This is interesting. Kim Bernie, Bernie can win. So can his revolution. I just think it's interesting, like how. What, what, what's the stock market going to think? Here's why Sanders is rising and how he could win. Establishment Democrats panic as possibility Bernie Sanders could be 2020 nominee. It's going to hurt their. Of they think it's going to hurt. Can win. The, the thing is, like these people are still. It's not like he is going to take their money away. They're still going to be millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. They're still going to make a lot of money. And here's the thing. I said it time and time again. You make more money when everyone else is making money. Yeah. When you have a living wage. When people are able to save money and also spend. When you are so greedy and you keep everything to yourself and you don't give people a living wage, how are we supposed to be able to consume? Right. We and can't. You can't make money off poor people. Well, you can if, as long as you feed them crap. Like, how is it possible but, that 10 chicken nuggets is $1.49? Yeah, but that's just one. And you're still not really making that much money. You're making, you're not, you're not making money off too many goods though, because right, you're, right, right. you're making, you you're creating more sick people. Yeah. yeah. So that's good for so the pharmaceutical right. industry. But once those people are dead, where's your money going to go? Sure. I mean, and people have gotten a little bit more hip to eating much better people have gotten a little bit more hip to like making sure what they're consuming they read labels now well, you know what's interesting is poor people smoke more than rich people i wonder why that is uh, do we have any weed speaking of yeah we got weed uh let's we'll uh we'll we'll take you said smoke and that was just my trigger word no 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 hey we'll smoke pot all day it's great um Let's, That's let's, another industry that needs to grow. Well, it, and it's growing, and, and it's stupid that they grew it with the packaging and, and not with necessarily... Well, the, I mean, the product is good, but the farmers are getting screwed. It's The farmers, uh, but you know what? People are getting jobs. Yeah, the, job, the jobs are great that people are getting. Because absolutely. if you have industries... You, you mentioned something earlier about the storefronts. Do you know... Have you, if oh, you've they're been, empty right yeah, now. Yeah. The they, Castro? Every other we storefront in the Castro was empty. That's someone's job Going that is gone. Going down Church Street on the 22 line. It's a ghost town. It's a ghost town. There used to be restaurants and bookstores and bakeries and coffee shops. And now it's like empty, empty. Because oh, no one can afford empty. the rent. Who can afford? And then on top of paying employees. Uh, if you have $8,000 a month rent and you're trying to sell fucking coffees, that's why people go, why is the coffee $8? And it's like, because the rent here is $8,000. $8, like, that's just the way it is. I'm, is the coffee any different than at your house? Like, yeah, I sometimes. Guess. But I mean, the fact of the matter is just like they you can't turn a profit. And usually like in coffee, sh coffee shops and restaurants, it takes a, a, min a minimum of two years, I believe, in order for you to turn a profit yeah. in that industry. So that's why you have a lot of places either closing down or not opening. And here's another example. My favorite go to coffee place in the mall at Westfield gone oh. and now it's just this big empty hole and I've noticed even okay forever 21 is gone so you have a big empty building on Market Street a lot of the shops in Westfield I dare you to walk into Westfield and see how certain levels in the mall are very quiet and there's a lot of empty storefronts because most people are going online 
most people are you can't afford again you, a storefront in the mall is even more expensive so if you wanted to have a mom and pop place in the mall forget about that you can even be a high level michael kors store that was like on in the pacific heights that's gone because even michael kors can't turn a profit in a storefront you know, and everybody knows who he is because more people are turning to online. And when you turn into online, you have less people working in those storefronts. That's true. So those jobs are slowly going away. You know, just like we talked several months ago about the robots taking over in like the service industry, you know. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, we have more industries that are like such as like the the marijuana industry that could possibly be a saving grace but you also have the death of more industries such as like retail um uh supermarkets so tell them this is al jazeera oh we got we're gonna be listening to al jazeera and bernie win and they wouldn't let me play it at the beginning because it's like you know this is from Qatar, right? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it's from Qatar. Inside story. Look up, we take it short. Hello and welcome to the program. I am Hashim Ahalbara. Three years ago, Bernie Sanders started what he called a revolution. He ran for U.S. president on a platform of progressive ideas such as free health care for all. The independent senator eventually lost the Democratic nomination to Hillary Clinton. But at 77 years old, Sanders believes he still has what it takes to win the White House. He's launched his campaign to be the Democratic candidate in 2020, saying he's the right man to face Donald Trump. I'm Bernie Sanders. I'm running for president. And I'm asking you today to be part of an unprecedented grassroots campaign of one million active volunteers in every state in our country. Our campaign is not only about defeating Donald Trump, the most dangerous president in modern American history. It is not only about winning the Democratic nomination and the general election. Our campaign is about transforming our country and creating a government based on the principles of economic, social, racial, and environmental justice. The 2020 Democratic primary looks to be crowded. At least 12 candidates have confirmed their run. Dozens more have still to decide. The list could be one of the most diverse in modern history. There are already a record number of women, vast age differences between candidates and ethnic minorities. Most of those confirmed so far are positioned to the left of the political spectrum, campaigning on issues like universal health care, free college education and higher taxes for the wealthy. They include Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker, former Vice President Joe Biden, tops the list of potential candidates as a moderate. Let's introduce the panel in Washington, D.C. Jeffrey Stacey, a former State Department official in the Obama administration in Birmingham, U.K. Adam Quinn, senior lecturer in American politics at the University of Birmingham. Also in Washington, Irina Shah, a Republican strategist and consultant. Welcome 
to you all. Mr. Stacey, Bernie Sanders is someone known for shaking the foundation of the Democratic Party in 2016. The question now, will he be able to replicate th that which he achieved in 2016? Because ultimately he was the one to win 20 states. He was indeed. He's a remarkable American. But unfortunately for Mr. Sanders, he's unlikely to meet his mark again this time around. He's facing a far different country, a far different field of Democratic candidates. He's not able to stand out as much as he did last time. Now, granted, he's raised an incredible amount of money right off the get-go. But unfortunately for him, there is a tendency in American politics to not give someone another shot at the top unless you become a vice president. But that wasn't the case with Bernie. He's got a really tough road to hoe. Adam, this is someone who says that he will rely on a grassroots movement with one million volunteers in each state. Oh, I think uh, it's our, our, Well, it was supposed to be 23 minutes, but uh, so that was a little um, Al Jazeera there for everybody. Uh, talking about can Bernie win? Sorry, we were taking a little uh, little smoke break there, a little little safety meeting. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, the Altcast, and we were talking about uh, Latoya was just arguing with her mother about whether Biden can or whether Bernie can win or not. And uh, and Bernie can I? You know uh, what? Here's the thing: it's all fake. Trump's gonna win again because it's all it's all false. Everything we think is a lie. Our lives, we think we're free. We think we're in the land of the free, home of the brave. We're not. We're totally controlled by the dollar. It's that's absolutely happening right now. That Trump will be reelected because nothing has any meaning and nothing that we think. Oh, we think we're in a democracy and everybody no, can we vote. Been it a makes a difference. It's not. We haven't been a democracy. And you see what they're doing with the the purging of votes right now, and especially in my home state, Missouri, is effed up with their voting uh they they're starting to uh, like in uh, states like georgia they're trying to suppress the vote by um making all these rules about polling places oh and also too uh um uh they are also trying to um uh, they're closing down polling places so people can drive there's not a close close uh, polling place in sight and they're not just doing this in 2018 election results how voter suppression played a play, played, played a role in Georgia and North Dakota Georgia governor's race has brought voter suppression uh, no matter what the outcome it's clear that voter rights and suppression will be one of the major stories if the election in Georgia Georgia's voter suppression problem goes much deeper than you think. <laughs> um, Georgia voter suppression under Kemp has a broad impact. Um, textbook voter suppression, Georgia's bitter elections. Georgia election fights show that black voter suppression uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, and, and like I said, it's not just Georgia, real. but it's it's it's. After the Voting Rights Act got kind of demolished, um, and especially Clarence, Uncle Clarence Thomas Coon ass <laughs> voted for that because there, he said something like, "I think this was it in 2011 or 2013 when that when they basically just fucked up the Voting Rights Act." 
he said something like, you know, we've come a long way and this country's not as racist as it was. As it used to be. Well, gerrymandering was all... Gerrymandering, uh, redlining. Jerry, it's, a, it's a way to, to for filter suppression to change the, the, yeah, the demographics Jeffrey's, of your of Absolutely. Your That's a big problem in, like, Michigan and Wisconsin. Scott Walker, uh, who is a former governor of Wisconsin... Big hardcore gerrymanderer, and he, uh, I guess the uh, the the Supreme Court of Wisconsin uh, shot that down. But the Republicans are finding any kind of freaking way to stop to stop people from voting. So gerrymandering is voter suppression. Gerrymandering is a form of voter suppression. The new extreme form of it, such as in Wisconsin, Wisconsin. makes a mockery of of democracy. The Supreme Court must reject it. Rigging the vote. How the American right is on the way to uh, rig the vote due to gerrymandering and voter suppression. How gerrymandering and voter suppression paved the way. Uh, that's that's interesting. That one's pretty. That's from Mother Jones politics. But this. But the thing is, this is all still. This is absolutely happening. The game is rigged. Oh yeah. The game has been rigged for a long fucking time. It's not new. And, and they really got scared after 2008 and 2012 when people, uh, black people, colored people came out to vote. They're like, oh, we're going to stop this shit now. Right. We got to go back to our old ways, our Jim Crow ways. Well, it's the same thing of, of um, it's the same thing with like abortion stuff where, hey, you can have an abortion, but you can only have it when it's 200 miles south or whatever. Hey, you can vote. <laughs> you can't have one after four weeks. You, you can you can vote, but we. We're not going to tell you where we're going to change your voting place every time and we're going to make it in some difficult place that doesn't have access a wheelchair you know? access or, like or lines or whatever just or here's the here's the other one that are here's the the one that's they're making it a little bit acceptable the voter id you oh, know yeah, yeah you, you have, have an id you have to have your id, ID yeah exactly like, when was i supposed to get this id did it well we sent you a letter and a thing five and then, months ago and here's the thing with the letter so here's what they're doing with people's addresses too um i don't know what specifically what it's called but like if you haven't voted in in a certain uh if in uh many elections they'll take you off the voter registry or if you haven't been at that address for a certain amount of time they'll say that you can't vote it's uh this is from npr i trust them gerrymandering the 2020 census and voter suppression uh, Mother Jones journalist Ali Berman said recent Supreme Court decisions on redistricting and the 2020 cen- cen- census will determine which party is in power the next decade. Berman says while Americans are justifiably worried that Russia might try again to interfere in our 2020 election, and they will. we also need to be focusing on homegrown threats to our democracy. The Russians didn't invent voter suppression. The Russians didn't gut the Voting Rights Act. The Russians didn't draw heavily gerrymandered maps on the redistricting cycle. The Russians didn't add a citizenship question to the 2020 census. Berman also explains how the gerrymandering decision and the citizenship question could determine the political future. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right, because uh, there's, a, there's the big fear of... Um, that the white man isn't going to be in power. Uh, oh, this is what it's ramped up. It's ramped up. Yeah, because 2040 is only in 20 years. 20 years is not that far. So th- they are really, this is why they're trying to put all young people into the, the courts, to these district courts that are very conservative. Um, 
they it almost wants it it almost seems like I really don't like, want to see our abortion laws. I really don't want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. And I think that the more we allow our rights to be stripped starting after the 9/11 stuff and well the, and, all all the time we're we're moving into a place where we're moving to an apartheid state right yeah sure but i don't think it's necessary it isn't it was originally based on racial lines but now i really think it has to do with rich versus poor oh it's gonna be i think that race obviously plays a role in that because we have subjugated people of um differing race with brown or skin forever and so they haven't had the opportunity to i don't know have their parents be the rockefellers and make like they don't want any more obamas dollars and yeah they don't want any more obamas i mean not that i was like a hardcore i mean i have my issues with him but they don't want to see a successful black family I don't know why. I mean, it makes you money. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we got a bunch of sellouts on our side. Why not make more? Right. No, sure. I'm kidding. No, um, I got. I know where you're coming from, though. But it, it, it just, for some reason, the white fear of the black person, it's just weird to me. It's, uh, Is it because, I don't know. I, I know we're strong. We, we've talked and about this before. I, I had, I was super, super afraid of black people when I was little. Because you didn't Because live I didn't Danville. live, I lived in Danville and I didn't see any black, black people ever. I didn't have, I, I mean, I, I remember being in preschool and I don't remember having any black kids in my preschool class. Um, but, and I, I went to a church in Danville and the whole church was white. I don't even know. There were, there were four black kids in my high school, but I remember being eight and my, my piano teacher, his name was Charlie and he was black and he was the he was the big musician guy at the church or whatever. And he was a big guy and he was black and I was so scared of him. And I don't know why, cause he was a really nice guy. And I think it was just that I hadn't seen there was no, there were it. no black kids on Sesame Street. Like maybe there was like there one. Was, there was one or two. And there was Gordon, I guess. He was black. Yeah, but there was there was some black people on Sesame Street. Like maybe, but then it was like, oh, that's New York. That's different or whatever. I, I just the TV. I the way I was raised. There just were no but, black people. And plus, I'm sure what the media, what they love to do. Uh, with their propaganda, you know, what you saw that was black was scary. Was on the news and, and that uh, they were scary it and was bad. bad. Yeah, yeah sure. criminals, criminals and, and yeah, and and the, you know. And, and sure, that, sure. Yeah, we're scary. Ah, right. when actually it's the opposite. I'm scared of and white people. Every time I went into the city, because my dad worked in the city, the questionably housed people that we'd see, I'd you be like, what's black. going on? They were all, yeah, sure. And so I was seeing, maybe it was, it's just it's just a shame that I was I was like That's, eight years old and taking piano and I was super afraid of this guy and there was really no reason for well, it at all I, except for institutionalized racism that I right. had been a, become Here's a part of something else even within our community we get scared of our own you know like if you if you come from an upper middle class black, black family and you're driving through the hood I mean I mm. I remember like my we would lock our doors <laughs> we're like shoot we know where we are or you know if you weren't something uh, used to that environment because also the stigma is like all black people come from the hood not all of us do not all of us live that that hood life or what have you you know some of us come from a middle class background that weren't used to seeing that and we're around other black middle class people and uh, uh, us I remember, you know, having having a moment where I'm like, 
wait a minute so all the stuff that they show in the media this is not who we are and that's me when i lived in springfield missouri when there wasn't too many black people mm. i moved to st louis there are black people all over the place and in chicago the same thing you know so it's what the media puts out there and the fear we even have it within our own communities with certain people. I mean, with our own. Sure. But the fact, the sad, and that's yeah, sad. But sometimes people try to freak you out. Last night, I was taking a late bus home. It was like midnight. I was coming back from work. And there was a person, and I don't even know what color they were, but they Dirt. had, but no, they had, um, they had tucked, their, their face was covered by like a, like a white, Handkerchief. Oh my god. And so, yeah, so it was like they had like a cool San Francisco hat on, and then their face was covered by this like thing, and it was tucked in to whatever they were wearing. Oh, that's scary. And they were a big guy, and they sat in the back, and I just assumed that person was black. But because you're programmed, at, I you're was, programmed. But, that, but I was like, why you gotta double down and be scary, bro? Like, it could have been actually a girl. I don't even know if it was a guy. Because I don't know at all. But I was like, we're all programmed. I really think all of us are programmed to be afraid of the black person and i've been deprogramming myself because now the scariest person to me is if i see a white dude that looks normal supposedly normal oh i'm scared by that because of people I'm, somebody scared me the other day on the bus i'm i'm afraid like of it. chad coming into the restaurant or the bar and lighten us up because he's disgruntled and he can't stand the, the fact that the country is changing. So you're, yeah. you're afraid of Chad's Yelp, bad Yelp review look, more than you are? No, not Yelp review. <laughs> I'm, I, I look at some of the, and especially some of these tech dudes who are antisocial as fuck. Most really? mass shooters are white antisocial folks. Sure, sure, sure. I, mean, I hear you. And I look at them and I'm like, ugh. I have an answer for that. It's hug a junior high boy. I know, I know you shouldn't do it. I, I know, know you're, any junior high I know you're afraid to do it, people out there. Please, if you're a parent, I'm not a parent, but if you're a parent and you have a junior high boy, please hug your junior high boy. We really don't need school shooters, and this can all be remedied by hugging a junior high boy. It's fine. You're not going to get accused of sexual anything. <laughs> they're probably going to try to rub up against your boobs if you're not their mom. Listen, if you're I their friend's mom, they're definitely going to rub I don't up against care. your boobs. I don't hang around. But hug a junior high boy. Listen, fuck that. No. <laughs> I am touching no no young boys. And plus, most of the young kids now are the ones doing all the fucking murdering and shooting and mass murder and shit. Think about the... Okay. I think, I think that we have to be kinder to our children and that we still have to treat them like children until they that's are. Their that's their parents' job. Their yeah, par and some people like shouldn't have kids. And I, we, could, we could help a little more. I, no, I do agree with that. I do. But, I mean... I don't you take mean it in a gross way when I'm like... Well, the thing right, is, like, like they take programs out of the public schools. Yeah. And they take, and then you know, on the suburban side, most of that shit happens because their parents are fucked up. It's because their parents, my mom and dad didn't love me, or they're not paying enough attention to them. Like them Columbine shooters, uh, Dylan and the other cracker boy. Uh, they Domestic their parents terrorism. Yeah, the, their parents Domestic didn't terrorism. know that they were obsessed with like Minecraft and bo um, making bombs and stuff in the basement of their own home. Wow, well, we don't know what the. Well, I guess That's you can know actually, what the kids are doing if you just take their. Cell phones it's called away engage. It's called engaging with your your child. It's, it is really funny that all the I know I, my brother is the 
parent of a 13 year old and 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 they're like she's awful she doesn't ever talk to people that all she does is scroll on their phone and i had great conversations with her and hung out and everything was great i think that you just don't let them be on their phone all the time engage engage them don't let them don't allow them to I, I, of course they're going to want to stare at their phone the whole time they feel awkward and weird being 13 fucking sucks yeah i would never want to go and so that. you want to of course you want to disengage but be engaged and you stare at your phone and make it all about that but or as you could a, become a real person or and as a parent and not a friend to your child you do make some rules of like hey at dinner time no phones or right? like or like you oh know this gosh. is our time to engage so do you mind putting your phone down because also too this kind of discipline because i know this again two women without children will tell you how to have children don't worry (laughs) don't worry this is like a 19 year old boy talking to me about (laughs) menopause i'm sure well no i'm just going by how my mom she you know i'm child of divorce and my mom made rules and boundaries and when i broke those rules and boundaries there would be consequences there have to be but i noticed some of my white counterparts were able to curse at their uh parents and leave and come in when they wanted and of course like when you're 14 15 yeah pick your your parent you pick your battles as a parent but still some of those boundaries need to be yeah you know come on like you know we didn't have phones we had pagers so you know but i wouldn't be at the dinner table like looking at my pager or what have you it was time to engage or what have you now i think that's something that i'm very proud that was instilled into me you know because my white counterparts that had were able to do whatever they want in their parents house end up not going too far in life or ended up like being on like drugs like seriously i love drugs one of my one of my (laughs) war on drugs war on drugs i do everything else on drugs anyways let's have a war on drugs no we already had that i got a i got in a fight with my mom once uh, over this dinner table i wanted to watch 21 jump street And I was like, this is the days before TiVo or, you know, recording it. And I really no wanted to watch. I don't think we had VHS at that point. It was the what? original Johnny Depp. None of that 1987, Richard Greco. 88. Oh, yeah. Like even like 86. This is not the Richard Greco days. This is Johnny, Johnny Depp. Because Richard Greco replaced that, him. The Vietnamese guy. And I always thought his name was Nguyen. And Holly Robinson. And Holly Robinson. And something Win. His last name is Win. And Dom DeLuise. And Dom DeLuise's <laughs> son. Oh, my God. I, I, I love watch- that guy. Oh, you 21 so, Jump Street. I loved that until Richard Greco got on it. And then I was like, man, I don't like it as much. But I still, so my mother and I got in a huge fight because I was like, it's 21 Jump Street. I want to watch it. She's like, it doesn't matter. And, it, and at the time, I was like, it matters. I need to see it. It's not hot. It was like, you know, it didn't have reruns. or I don't know how TV worked in 86, but it was different. And it was you important. Had you, you mean to tell me you didn't have, have We didn't have it yet. That well, is, I didn't how are you going to be rich with no VHS? I even had didn't the, have the VHS in 86. I, I, maybe it was even before. I, I'll have to look up when 21 Jump, Jump Street Streets, I think, is 86, 87. Yeah. It well, yeah. I... Because Fox, Fox, uh, the Fox Network... And actually, it's 1987, because the Fox Did the TV... Did Fox ne- Network become Fox News? That became Fox? later on, yeah. The God, Fox, yeah. Jump Street. 
the Fox Network uh, debuted in 1987. I remember because oh. because Tracy Ullman and Married with Children and this show called Duet I would watch as a kid. And then 21 Jump Street because it only had like five shows on the whole network. Sure. And I remember I would watch 21 Jump Street and that's before Richard Gecko too. Yeah. Uh, with my cousins oh, who were older. So wait a minute. So, wait so we so got in a huge, huge, sorry. huge yelling, screaming fight and I lost. <laughs> Uh, yeah, course, because I'm a child. Yeah, you don't. I was a child. You just you can't battle. You can't battle. You're not going to win no. in your parents' house. No, you're kids. not going to do that. Don't do it. Yeah, it was and don't be cursing at your parents either. That's rude. I've done that before. I've gotten to some really stupid ass suburban arguments with my mom. My mom's on here right now. She asked me if I'm high. That's none of your business. Well, we're I love mean, you, mom. We get to medicate. It's it's California. Exactly. I. I need my medication. I need, yeah, I need my medicine. Yeah. It's better than Prozac because Prozac takes a two-week, you know, to, to, to have efficacy in your body, you have to be on it for two weeks. Ooh. And then you don't know when you're going to get off it, whereas with marijuana, the effects are immediate and not long-lasting. So it's a, it's a fast-acting, relatively short-lived mood. Uh, stabilizer. Sure, stabilizer. It can. I, it for some it. people, it makes them anxious, but not for Thank me. Thank God. I don't have I'm a not one of those people. That. Or paranoid. Oh, I'm so no, glad. I'm, I'm lucky that, that. If there is a God, they bless me without that paranoid, anxious shit. Because yeah. I just, I have to smoke before work. Yeah, like so working. I don't get paranoid or anxious. Well, <laughs> no, I don't want. I'm, like, I'm so anxious. I don't want. I don't want to bite anyone's head off. Because I don't want to be mean to people. So it helps me. I think that every whenever I'm working my service job, when people are jerks to me, it makes it easier for me to be nicer. Yeah. Which is weird. You'd think it'd be the opposite way, but it was the same way when I dealt with children in, in a classroom. Like, the more fucked up they'd get and the more they'd, like, pumped up and, and aggressive they'd get, the calmer I would be. Just because it was like... It's all, it's like you're dealing with a child. Well, this is why go, I'm, you know, here are the rules. This th is, and it, <laughs> that's why I have to be high at work so I can be like that because I will, I will say something sarcastic when someone's like, where are your menus? Well, they're right there in the basket right there. Just or, or like, right. they're just, where's right. your food men or food menu? Sweetheart, you should flip the menu over. Yeah. And that's what I say. There I look go. at them and they start to laugh. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, everyone's, we don't know where Smart. people are or what they've gone through before they get into our care. And so Th that ain't my problem. My problem is don't be an asshole. You can be in a bad mood and be short. I'm okay with that. But just don't, don't, I was I don't such an asshole energy. the other day. I was in a terrible, terrible mood and I was very frowny and I was walking by Powell. Um, I was so walking by the 27. Yeah. A guy with an accent. It sounded like he was English or Irish or something, or, or he could have been Australian. I don't know. But he told me, he said, Oh, you're so beautiful. You should have a smile. What, what could possibly be going wrong that you could be so sad? And I just yelled, I'm like, Fuck you, motherfucking <laughs> poor piece of shit. Get out of my city. Get the fuck out of my city. Oh, Talk shit. to me. Fucking lying. You went full xenophobe. I fucking just started screaming from across the street. I was like, fuck your fucking face, you damn. weird corner. Don't talk to me in my city. God damn. Get the fuck out of here. I was mad. I'll I wasn't go that mad hard. At him. I wasn't mad at him, but I was mad. 
at I was mad situations. at something else. I was in a terrible, terrible mood. I was mad at something else. And then I was like, stranger on the street with an accent tells me to fucking smile. And he was good looking too. And I was like, you fucking piece of shit. Hell no! Don't, Don't you, you tell give me, me any unwanted attention. <laughs> he was trying to, I'm mad. sure he was trying to be nice. I was in a terrible mood. I, yeah. I was a super asshole. Yeah. I mean, screaming. At least you're honest about your ha- asshole. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm a terrible person. I mean, not you like... You left an impression on him for San Francisco. I hope says. so. <laughs> and also, like, as a feminist, don't fucking yell. Don't catcall don't tell me, me from across. Don't tell me to I know smile. you were trying to compliment, and I know. What's a catcall? What's a compliment? It's rough. But it's we're different. telling you, don't do it. You know, if you want to say something nice to somebody, the easiest thing to do is to like say something about what they're wearing. Just, you know, I like your shoes or your hat is cute or whatever. That's fine. That's a compliment. But don't tell me to smile. Don't tell me to smile. I have a resting bitch face. Don't say I'm hot. Don't. I don't mind if you tell me I'm hot. I mean, I got the one comment, which was, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. I liked that. That say, you cute. can say that to me anytime. That's fine. Oh, actually, no. I actually don't say that I'm hot. Actually, I take that back. Girl, you because hot. I get I get people that like, say, "Hey, girl, you sexy," and I like start rock, walking faster. Walking I'm faster, like, sure. "Girl, you are sexy." Has never wanted me to give boy my phone number. Right. And uh-uh. plus, you it's always the dusty ones. Why is it always the dusty ones I want to cat call? Well, which Ew. is why they should form a nice compliment. Because then I'll take it. I love it. Oh, we're at time. Oh, we're bye, at time. Everybody. Uh, bye. Bye. I have a beautiful forehead. You have a... Yay. I heard... No. Bye, That's a great... Bye. That's a really good compliment. <laughs> you have a beautiful forehead. That's a great... Because he... Well-formed compliment. Good job. You have a beautiful jack. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about asking for dick... No, I'm kidding. I'm never asking for a dick pic. I'll never do it. I'll never ask for a dick pic, I promise. It'll never happen. No, it's a, it's, it's where I need to be right here. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission, or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm join us march 1st to 7th for these amazing events what kind of a future Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny
gets here talk about god or whatever yeah so this is some call me tim is the show where um we talk about what people believe in or don't believe in i know zach wiseman believes that uh what's the sticker in the bathroom say it's so Uh, inside you can find counter offer offering you amazing late night food and snacks try the chicken biscuit it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado they have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. When you hear the trippy music, you know it's... Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very... Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. When you hear the trippy music, 